Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts, Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Milkman Sports. My name is Red, and today, this morning, uh, I am not joined by Casey. He is busy. I don't know if he's hungover or if he's just hanging out with family. So he's out of town this weekend. But I got a substitute. He's a good buddy of mine, all, going all the way back to Lee Richmond Elementary. Uh, he plays in a lot of fantasy leagues with me, a lot of big, deep, uh, very competitive dynasty leagues he's in with me on. Um, he's my buddy, Mike Grantham. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm ready to come off the bench. I've been waiting for a minute to get on the podcast, but trying not to look too desperate. It's okay. We need a good third man. So we have bad news, Josh, and but he's busy, and you know we need to get him in for injuries. And I've been talking to Casey. We need to get a third episode weekly. So maybe uh, you, bad news, Josh, and Casey form a trio on like a Monday night or a Tuesday night. I think that'd be kind of cool. But hey, we I still got to talk to our bosses about it. <laughs> talk so, to the one in charge yeah the one in charge huh so anyways um we got a pretty big day ahead of us we're going to be talking about every single sunday game and the monday night game and i don't know if we want to try and review the thursday night game i mean is there anything really to take away from what had happened on thursday i guess um uh, anything uh, well like? for the thursday game what i thought was really interesting is that uh, there's two times uh, Trevor Lawrence has lost while leading by double digits in a football game. Oh, and wow. Both of those times are from Joe Burrow. <laughs> okay, so maybe this is the setup for something that's going to go long term. Maybe we're seeing the new rivalry in the league. Yeah, maybe. I mean, a little Tom Brady, Peyton Manning deal. That'd be kind of fun to see. So, the emergence. Uh, Other yeah. than that, I think that game is, it spoke for itself. Yep. Uh, just one, my quick take on it is don't overthink your situation. Yes. I did not listen to my own advice. Start your bangles. Start your bangles. And you listen and, to my advice. Uh, well, it was multiple people's advice because I asked you, I asked Casey, I asked my brother, and they were like, bro, Cincinnati's going to blow this game out of the water. Tyler Boyd might finish like six for 60. Sutton can probably go for two touchdowns, dude. Bench Tyler Boyd. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I benched Tyler Boyd after I told everybody to start him. So don't ever don't overthink the situation. Just trust the process. So um, James Robinson did look good. Other than that, uh, we can go ahead and start previewing the games. Let's get at it. All righty. First game. Washington is Atlanta in a dome. So that should bode well for Antonio Gibson. He's very explosive. Uh, do you own any Gibson shares anywhere? I don't. I wish I did, but I don't have any Gibson shares. I'm so more you're not feeling this game toward McKissick like us Gibson owners are. Uh, I'm not. I like McKissick uh, as a pass catching back, and I think he's going to keep that role. Uh, I think Antonio Gibson is your bruiser. I think he's going to really run that ball because I have concerns about Heineke. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually, um, Fitzpatrick should be back. So Heineke's not really this long-term answer at quarterback. Uh, Me and you have this love for Curtis Samuel. Uh, He's coming back. uh, He should be back this week, right? He should. He is listed as healthy. Uh, My question for you, though, do do you like him as much without Fitzpatrick? Uh, I do. I think this could 
messy some things for Gibson because uh, back when Samuel was on the Panthers with uh, who's who's the coach? I keep wanting to say Matt Rule right now. Um, uh, I, damn, I think it is Matt. For, his old coach. No, his old coach for uh, Oh Riviera. I'm oh, Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's eight in the morning right now, and coffee's. <laughs> I'm only halfway through this cup of coffee, so bear with us. Bear with us. But no, um, he was used out of the backfield uh, with Ron Rivera when he was with Washington, and then he becomes a free agent, and or when he was with Carolina. Well, now he becomes a free agent, follows Rivera over to Washington, and you know what? I think he could just take a couple swings out. You know. Oh, I cannot talk today, man. Just a little run of the ball out, sweeps, things like that. So um, I don't think he's going to be a threat to Gibson, but it's just going to be times where you're like, why is Samuel running the ball? Well, that's kind of what he is. So Right. And I think this is actually going to bode well for uh, McLaurin with another guy out there running yep. good routes. Uh, I like Humphreys to an extent. He's playing a little bit above his pay grade right now. But I think with Curtis Samuel coming in as a true number two option, we're going to see some better better routes for McLaurin, a little bit less sticky coverage. And I think he's actually going to have a better week than people are uh, anticipating for him. Right. Okay. Uh, just real quick on uh, Haneke, we're obviously not going to start him in single quarterback leagues, like in our listener league that you're in. Um, he's. I don't even think he's rostered. Uh, super flex leagues we play in a lot in. Are you considering him starting him as a second quarterback this week or no? <sighs> I think it'd be hard. You'd have to be in the right situation. Uh, I have been in a rough spot in one of my super flex leagues or our super flex league, rather. That's right. He he still wouldn't necessarily be in contention for me. Uh, I, I, he has to prove it. That's where it's coming out. He's had some decent weeks, but he has to prove it. I think he can have another good week against the Atlanta defense or lack thereof. Okay. Uh, but I don't think I can bring myself to start him. Okay. Uh, Logan Thomas, he's an auto start. The tight end pool's pretty shallow, and he's been connecting pretty well with Haneke. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump over to Atlanta. Mike Davis, Cordero Patterson, those are pretty much flexes? At best. At best? Yeah, Cordero Patterson, I think, is going to be somebody that gives you really good weeks on your bench and really bad weeks in your lineup. I, you're going to be chasing fire. Okay, I agree, I agree. Yeah, he's kind of that just touchdown, boom-bust kind of guy, but it's good exactly. to see him getting used out of the backfield, and he's getting used in passing downs, things like that. Um, kind of sucks for Mike Davis. I know everyone's kind of banking on him to be this, you know, what he was with Carolina, and that's that's just not going to happen. Um, Calvin Ridley, auto start, wide receiver one this week. They're most likely going to be playing from behind. Uh, their secondary has kind of been gashed up too, so – uh, I look for Calvin Ridley to finally get his. Uh, what does that make Matt Ryan for you this week? Uh, Matt makes Matt Ryan a question mark to me every week. I I like the Washington defense, but there's been times already where Matt Ryan should have had better weeks. Going against the Giants, he should have had a much better game. Going against Philadelphia, he should have had a far better game. Uh, Surprisingly, his best game of the season so far was against Tampa Bay. Nice. Yeah, and that was a lot of catch-up in that game, too. Um, yeah, coming from behind, having to throw the ball. Okay. Kyle Pitts, he's same situation as Logan Thomas, tight end pull Shelley. you got to start him. 
I think uh, you have we, to based on where you drafted him or what you traded. Yeah, him. exactly. There's you, you invested too much in him, and Atlanta throws too much, so he's he's going to pop eventually. Uh, you got to stay right. on the fire there. Uh, Are you concerned about Calvin Ridley right now? No, I'm not concerned. Uh, I know he's probably a focal point of the offense, but uh, for defense to look at too. But as far as Atlanta goes, this is just what I'm expecting from Atlanta. Calvin Ridley is going to get his. I mean, if you look back in the past couple of years, you'll see that NFL offenses typically typically take a couple of weeks to really get rolling. Uh, right. So I expect that with Atlanta for them to finally get the ball moving and, you know, things start working out. Uh, they're still figuring out guys who are starting on the roster, you know, things like that. So uh, for the most part, no, I'm not too concerned about Calvin Ridley. I think better days are to come. I think so, too. Uh, just before we jump over to Houston and Buffalo, you have to start one of these guys in your super flex. Matt Ryan or Ta- Taylor Haneke is your quarterback, too. That's a tough question. I mean, it's, I think it's a super flex leagues. People are jiggling this. I think most people are going to choose Matt Ryan because they know what he could do. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. But I think there, I think there is a possibility that you you could make the argument for Heineke. He's got two weeks, well over twenty points. That's true, um, and his defense bleeds fantasy points. Defense bleeds it. I, I, there's an argument for Heineke. Okay. All right. I hear that. All right. Let's move the Houston and Buffalo. Houston. I don't know, but I'm. I just pray for them, and I'm only starting Brandon Cooks. I that's don't our, know if you can start Brandon now. Cooks this week. You're still not going to start him. I don't know if you could. He's this Buffalo defense. I. That's true. I don't know. This this Buffalo's defense is a lot more intense. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do uh, got to Carolina has a good defense, but this this Buffalo defense is a step above. Sweet. Well, with that being said, do you think Stephon Diggs is going to kind of stay in this six for sixty area, or is he finally going to have this pop game? Because Buffalo gets ahead pretty quick. You think they run out the clock, or they just pass too much? Uh, I think this is the week where we need to see something out of Diggs. Right. Uh, he, this should be the week. Houston doesn't have much of anything going for them. If Stefan Diggs doesn't get ahead on this week, uh, hopefully we can figure out what's going on. Because after this week, he'll have Kansas City, Tennessee, and then a bye. So those are two two stickier teams to play against if you don't have a good week this week. Uh, yeah, I see the reason for concern. I see that. Um, the other wide receivers, I've, I've been a uh, Gabe Davis fan, but I know Emmanuel Sanders has come in and kind of stole that thunder from me. And I was always kind of preaching, you know, Sanders is the older guy. You know, he's just a flashier name. Davis is the one on the rise, this and that. And, nah, man, uh, the footballers last week were calling out Emmanuel Sanders for the league leader in air yard. Or not league leader, but among the league leaders in air yards. And, that's what you look for in fantasy wide receivers. And sure enough, man, he fucking popped last week. He did. Um, you comfortable with Emmanuel Sanders going forward as a wide receiver three? I th- I think he's a uh, higher end wide receiver, low receiver, low end wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always been good. He's always had good seasons. If you look at last year, he had plenty of games where he did really well. 
And I think he's going to keep that up. He's going to have some average games, but I think he's going to have some really good games coming in the And he's future. done all this coming off of target. devastating injuries too. Absolutely. So I, okay. I liked him going up to Buffalo, and now that it's starting to pay dividends, I like him even more. Yep. Uh, Dawson Knox, is he streamable for the in the tight end department for you? Looks like he's starting to break out. I think when it comes to the tight ends, you have the, the main main three or four main four. You have your Travis Kelsey, your Darren Waller, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, and now you're starting to see T.J. Hawkinson get into that conversation. Mm-hmm. Everything else after that is really flip a coin, and I think Dawson Knox is in that conversation. He's starting okay. to have some looks towards his way, and he's starting to make some good catches. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of flipping a coin, <laughs> Zach Moss or Devin Singletary? It looks like Zach Moss has a grip on the starting role, but does that really matter with Buffalo running backs? Not yet. Not yet. Maybe eventually, but not yet. I mean, yeah, these are two like- young guys still. They're 24 for Devin Singletary, 23 for Zach Moss. It can go either way. All right. Yeah, no, I just got a little excited. There were some people that I trust in the fantasy landscape, and they've been uh, – well, Zach Moss looked like Kareem Hunt last last week. You know, he's not no Kareem Hunt, but his play style is very very similar. So, uh, no, I was just curious on your thoughts. I mean, ultimately, this is, this is Josh Allen's backfield. This is absolutely Josh Allen's backfield, and he does the football good. He does. Yes, he does. He's very good at football. So, all right, well, let's not spend too much on this game that's not going to intrigue us. <laughs> but let's go ahead. We'll, and we'll watch to see Buffalo Chicago. Monster. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun if you own Josh Allen. So oh, It's going to be a great time. All right, Detroit and Chicago. I know you're dying to talk about this Chicago quarterback situation. Ugh. Fill me in. Am I allowed to just scream? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I could edit it out. <laughs> this is the... I don't know if it's the most concerning quarterback situation in the league, but it is definitely the most confusing. Right. There is no clear... There's no clear leadership in the direction they want to go. And I think Matt Nagy is definitely going to be awarded as one of the worst coaches this season. Oh, but yeah. there's no. It, there's almost no confidence in what he wants to do. I was a, I wasn't a fan of starting Justin Fields last week. I I think it was a little too soon, especially against a Browns defense that pressures quarterbacks unbelievably well. Yep. yep. This week, there's it's a game time decision on who the starting quarterback is. Hopefully, it's not Justin Fields. I, I feel like there's a very real chance that they can ruin this kid. <laughs> Hopefully, they put in someone like Dalton or. Uh, Nick Foles. Right. Yeah, no, they're shoot, man. I know they were talking about there's rumors of Nagy getting fired if he loses to Detroit this weekend. So uh, he's oh. already kind of on the hot seat. So it's just rumors. You know how the fantasy industry is. You know, Twitter's Absolutely. hot, the podcasts are high, everyone has an opinion, but I mean it's it's not looking good, man. He ruined Trubisky, he's got Justin Fields, the game plan was horrible last week. I mean how hard is it to run the ball with Montgomery Fields, run the RPO, and you hit Robinson and Darnell Mooney? I mean, I don't know. I'm not an NFL It was player, most concerning but... that they didn't let Fields run the ball as well as he could have. Yep. There was a lot more sticking it, handing it off. 
try to make the throw. Uh, Something that was very concerning for me, at least, was there was a video uh, that somebody got from the sideline of Andy Dalton talking to Nick Foles. And it appears that Nick Foles is saying the offense just isn't working. If Nick Foles can see it, Matt Nagy has got a problem. Yeah, Matt Nagy is a problem. With this quarterback situation, I mean, we got to leave Darnell Mooney out of the starting conversation now. We got to leave Cole Komen out of the starting situation. I'm a big owner in Allen Robinson in multiple leagues, man. I invested in him heavy in third, fourth rounds of leagues. Uh, What's most concerning for me, not with him, Okay. what's most concerning is that he's currently on a franchise tag. A lot of us were looking at Robinson thinking, okay, they got this young quarterback. He's going to have a great season. Because he has a great season, he's going to want to sign that next contract. Right now, I'm I'm concerned. Because if Allen Robinson continues the way he's going, he's a good receiver. I don't know if he wants to stay in Chicago. Especially if Kansas City is looking for a wide receiver, too, to have behind Tyreek. Yes, I mean they, they just signed after Godwin and Juju this offseason. Right, and they just signed Josh Gordon. So yes, we'll talk about that one when we get there. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yep. Um, the uh, David Montgomery is obviously an auto start. Uh, Detroit side, DeAndre Swift. They're calling for more uh, DeAndre Swift. Are you buying it, or you think this running back situation is going to kind of stay this fifty-fifty touch kind of deal? I, I think I'm buying into DeAndre Swift. He's looking good. Yes, he is. I want to thank good. everybody in the blood, sweat, and tears fantasy or dynasty league that you run, you and Ray, yep, yep. for letting Swift fall to what the sixth round. It, because he of went the, pretty far just because, because of, of murder, fake murder charges. Was all it was. Oh, I thought yeah. that he was falling because of the groin injury. It was that too. But there was oh, also wow. rumors going around that he murdered someone back in college, back in I think it was like twenty nineteen or something, something like that. But oh, was the that the story point. about the uh, college teammate murdered? Yeah, some, something, awesome. something like that. I don't remember what it was. It was just nonsense on Twitter, and some dude just Fake trying to make his way into the industry. Fake I mean, news. exactly. I mean, but yeah, he dropped, and even in. Um, High stakes leagues, he was dropping like fly. I mean, he was dropping like a flying draft board. So, everyone gets worried, you know, and it's the Lions. Are, are we really trusting the yeah. Lions running back? I mean, that's everyone's thought process going into draft day, right? Right. All right. Uh, I think Swift and Williams might be the only two guys aside from Hawkinson that you can trust. Yep. And Swift is the running back four overall in the listener league. Uh, you can start him as a running back one. Jamal Williams is a flex moving forward. Definitely, uh, you got to start Hawkinson, even though you know Baltimore bracketed him and removed him from the game. I'm not worried about Hawkinson. I own him in a bunch of leagues, so continue to start him moving forward. Don't Absolutely. worry about it. Uh, Jared Goff is interesting too. You know uh, this O line looks good and. Got to say, he's got some pockets, and it's good to see him move up in the pocket and move the ball around. Granted, it's you know to Swift and stuff, but Jared Goff is just one of those steady Eddie, Kirk Cousin light quarterback. I look for Jared Goff to bounce back this week after last week's devastating loss. I I think the Bears secondary is going to 
be what they usually are. Uh, they're very good up front, but in that secondary, they tend to lose guys. So I think Jared Goff has a better week. If there's a week for them to come back and notch another win, I think it's this week. Right. All right, let's go ahead and move on to my game of the week. I'm really excited about this Carolina and Dallas game. Carolina's kind of one of those teams that that has popped out of nowhere, and Dallas kind of seems like they fixed their problem on defense. So are you expecting a high-scoring game out of this? You expecting maybe a game that's a neutral game script? Um, I know you're a big-time Dallas fan. I'll, I'll let you start on the Dallas side. What you got for me, Mike? Where do you want to start? So I've always prided myself on being a realistic Dallas fan. Oh, love it. <laughs> Uh, this week, for me, looking at this game, will kind of be the week that if Carolina's for real, this is where they'll show up. For Dallas, yep. there's a lot of a lot of question marks that need to be answered. Was last week a fluke for Elliott? Is Tony Pollard still going to get those 10, 12 snaps? Uh, is CeeDee Lamb going to put up more than 60 yards this week? I sure hope so, because I lost by a tenth of a point last week. Oh. It was heartbreaking. Oh my gosh. Ouch. So I think Dak Prescott, obviously a start. He's doing great this season. Even in his bad games, he's still doing well. Yeah. His Ezekiel Elliott's an auto start. CD Lamb's an auto start. Amari Cooper, auto start. But what I'm curious about is where are you landing with Dalton Schultz after last week? You know what? I always kind of juggle and find my way out of this conversation, but it seems like you got me cornered on this one. Finally, <laughs> I've been hearing a lot on a lot of podcasts that Dalton Schultz is looking like the guy that's running more pass routes, things like that. So I like Schultz. If I'm saying the stream, these other guys, because of the offense they're on, it would be wrong of me to say not to do that with Dalton Schultz, the tight end pool is shallow. He seems like the favorite. Yes, you can stream Dalton Schultz. Oh, that hurt. Ooh, yeah, it didn't it? Threw up a little bit. But yes, yes, I am a realist. If I told you guys not to, I would be a bad analyst. So, are you concerned that this offense just has too many mouths to feed? It's not that. It's just Dak Prescott's not really running the ball. And here's a fun fact: is he has less rushing yards than Tom Brady this year. He does. Um, so they're really taking it easy with him, and you can really see that they are. They're running the crap out of the ball, man. I mean, yes. they are running, and, and that's what's affecting Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb on their volume. It's just, so yeah, I mean, if you're talking about from a passing front, I would do believe there's too many mouths to feed if they're going to run the ball this much. This bodes well for Elliott and Pollard because NFL offenses, they can support two running backs for fantasy. Right. We know that. That's why I'm we, starting Pollard in a in a rebuild league. I have to start Tony Pollard as my huh, running back one, but you know what? Oof. He's producing, man. Like, I have not been disappointed. I think Tony Pollard definitely earns at least a flex consideration. And it's nothing that Zeke has done wrong either. Zeke is playing yep. lights out football still. I mean, I, even when he I was hoping to, eight, he looked good. He looked explosive, man. I was really hoping to capitalize on his two previous games. I was holding on to Pollard in the league, and I tried to flip him to the Elliott owner. Uh, they didn't bite, which is fine. You never know. But God forbid Elliott goes down. Tony Pollard isn't automatic rb1 yep yep all righty panther side i'm a huge sam darnell owner and dynasty just because he was so cheap this offseason and i literally got him for the two four rookie pick 
in a super flex league just before the Carolina trade. Nice. So I've, I've had a lot invested in Darnold. I've been watching closely. I'm not going to lie. I've liked, he's played good. You know, he's played well, but I, he's missed some passes. I mean, he's had two, what should have been two fumbles turnovers last week should have had an interception last week. He missed DJ Moore on a wide open touchdown. He missed DJ Moore on another pass. He uh, Robbie Anderson dropped a pass. DJ Moore dropped the pass. Like Sam Darnold had potential for a bigger game, but he kind of did it to himself as well. So I like Sam Darnold, but I kind of like him in the Jared Goff area. As much as I want him to be a thing, I think he's, he hasn't really played anybody good. And this is his big matchup against Dallas. So just tread carefully with Sam Darnold. Don't expect him to be this Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. Uh, DJ Moore I have as a wide receiver too this week. Um, I'm, I'm, he could draw shadow coverage from Chavon Diggs, which he's really good second year corner. Uh, not, nothing to dis, you know, discredit DJ Moore, but he's just more of a wide receiver too this week. I think this is a Robbie Anderson week. I agree. I think Chavon Diggs is playing some really good football at the cornerback position. He currently yep. is three for three uh, games with an interception. And I oh, wow. believe, if I'm not mistaken, let me check a stat real quick. Uh, he currently is tied for touchdowns with his brother, Stefan. Wow. So that's that fun. is impressive. I'm picking him up instead of his brother. Right. Start I want to know what they were like in kids like full on lock you down, bro. Like, full so on, if you and... if you ended up watching the. Uh, the hard knocks this season for the Dallas Cowboys, they asked him about it. And his response was really? that he's a better cornerback because he grew up playing against his brother. And it oh, shows, it shows this kid can make catches. He can get in there. He can break it up. And when he does get his hand on that ball, it's gone. Yep. I hear a lot of people talking about, uh, Chuba Hubbard. I know, uh, I think his, a lot of people call him Chuba Hubbard, but he goes, my name is Chuba. <laughs> so he i don't know anyways um a lot of people are picking him up writing him as a running back too they're expecting you know this big workload i'm not they have royce freeman i'm expecting a running back by committee granted hubbard did look explosive at the end of that game on thursday night last thursday but uh i don't know i'm i'm not buying into this backfield they're just running back three flexes to me at, uh until i see something he is not christian mccaffrey uh, he will look, he'll get you about 50 yards, maybe a touchdown here or there, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. I think with the Panthers willingness to not put McCaffrey on the IR with that hamstring, he'll be back sooner than we think. Hopefully it's he's back the right way, but if you have Hubbard start him, he'll be mm-hmm. a decent, a decent play. But I wouldn't – I don't think I'd break the bank if you're in a fab league to okay. pick him up. Or you should have already picked him up. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Trimble, Panthers traded away Dan Arnold. I was so excited for that Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold hookup. Well, yes. anyways, they didn't like that. Apparently, my brother pulled this up. He said the announcers complained about that. So they shipped away Dan Arnold to Jacksonville, who needed a tight end. Tommy Trimble's a rookie. And he is now the only, not the only, but he's the only pass catching option. And he looked decent last week. Uh, are you rostering him or are you leaving him alone? I'm going to leave him alone for now. Okay. Uh, I would like to see where he goes from here. 
keep in mind that they still have another tight end on the roster. I don't know if he's more of a, a blocking tight end and Tremble's supposed to be the, the pass-catching tight end. Right. But for right now, I want to see where this goes. Team four. Right on. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the game of the week. This one's the best one, guys. The Indianapolis Colts and the Miami Dolphins. I know we're all excited to watch Carson Wentz run around with no ankles. What do you think? <laughs> he sprained both ankles. Both of them. Not one, both. Like, yeah. I'm actually just impressed. <laughs> oh, man. How bad do you got to be a backup quarterback to start a quarterback with no ankles? Uh, pretty bad. Oh, man. Pretty bad. Is he worth starting the super flex leagues as a quarterback too? No, no, no. I, oh, dude, that rebuild so. team where I'm starting Pollard, he's my quarterback too. <laughs> well, you're in the situation for it. If you're in the situation where you need to start somebody, I get it. I need uh, if you have it. another option, by all means. I'm just not comfortable with Carson Wentz going against this Miami defense right now. Yeah, this Miami defense secondary is no joke. And that's going to kind of make – I know Pittman's kind of been on this rise, and I don't think it's going to be for him this week. He's going to be drawing attention, plus Carson Wentz throwing the football. That's just not a good math equation for me. No. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. I like Taylor, but he's just not getting the volume that we all want. We're used to seeing this 2,000-yard rusher out of Wisconsin, and it's just not happening right now. I think he's just more of a high-end running back too, and as long as Naheem Hines is getting all these catches, he's just more of a flex. I'm very concerned that Hines is about to pass up Taylor as the primary. Oh, really? That's a hot take. You're the first well, person they, I've ever seen that. Elaborate. They just paid Naheem Hines a fat contract, and they're looking to move Marlon Mack. J- Taylor, Taylor's a good running back. I like this kid. He had a great end of the year last year, but he has not done much this year. He's had about 160, uh, 170 yards. Not much on the on the receiving end, maybe twenty yards. Yeah, Hines. week one he had six catches, but that was kind of more fluky. Like we all right. knew that. I mean, Naheem Hines is he's having a good little time right now. Eight targets, two targets, six targets. I mean, this is part of the PPR leagues. It's cold. Yep. This so is unless like something little, uh, changes on the ground, I agree. This is like a little Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt deal. Absolutely. But I mean, Kareem Hunt's the question would be, yeah, who's Kareem Hunt in this situation? Naheem Hines, but with well, unfortunately, the... it's Jonathan Taylor just because of the target distribution. I mean, we we all know Kareem Hunt's that pass catcher, so right. But I mean, if you're talking about who's going to take that lead role, and you're talking about Naheem Hines taking that lead role, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, Dolphin side, do we do we care about any of these guys? I mean, Brissett. Miles Gaskin, Jalen Waddle, uh, fill in the blank here, man. Help me out. You know, I think the only person I'm willing to take a shot on is Gaskin. I think the gas man is the only person that's going to be worthy. Uh, Brissett had a good game last week against the Raiders, who were having a, a hot start to the season. Yeah, my uncle's excited. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. We'll get there. Yeah, um, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver four. Yeah, wide receiver four, but I don't know if I would take the shot on him. Okay, I think I, I think I'd rather take the shot on Parker. 
okay. just because of just because of experience in the league. Okay, nothing but, on Fuller. Nah. I'm not interested in Fuller at all. Like, mm-mm, I'm good. I I I need to see, I need to see something out of this kid. I think he's gonna. I think Deshaun Jackson will have more boom games than Will Fuller will this year. I'd buy it. Sweet. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the Cleveland Browns at the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, Stefanski revenge game. Here we go, baby. Here we are. So you're you're a big Vikings fan. Why don't you walk us through it? Like I tell Casey every week and like what Joe Dolan tells Ross Tucker every week, we love talking about the Vikings. They're very easy to talk about. You start Dalvin Cook, you start Adam Thielen, you start Justin Jefferson. I know Dalvin Cook is nursing that injury, so if he does not suit up, Alexander Madison is an auto start. Uh, funny fact about, about Madison, Madison last week, dude. You know what's funny about Madison is, you know, he, he's he plays very similar to Dalvin Cook. There's times where if I'm not like really paying attention and I look up from my iPad and I see Minnesota Viking running the ball, I can't tell if it's Dalvin Cook or Madison. I can tell the difference on players just based off the running style, and these guys are like they're the same. Very so, cool. um. Funny fact about Madison is whenever Dalvin Cook is out, they always play Seattle. Go look at Madison's stats against Seattle the last three three years. He has 100 yards in all three. He averages 125 yards in all three of them. Yeah. So it's just a little fun fact. So if Dalvin Cook's out, Madison is a nice plug and play. Uh, that is one of those running backs where, you know, you have the big guy go out and then you everyone jumps on like Chuba Hubbard, for example. Everyone's jumping on this Chuba Hubbard, expecting him to be this thing. And he's going to be in a committee. That's not the thing with Madison. He's going to get everything. So uh, just pay attention to that Dalvin Cook. Uh, see if his status is good to go for tomorrow morning. Uh, if not, like I said, Madison's a plug and play. Are you concerned with how well Madison played last week in context of Dalvin Cook? Uh, Dalvin Cook's always banged up. And as a Minnesota Viking fan, um, like you, I'm kind of more of a realist. I hate on my team a lot, so I tend to see the real picture, not like these cowboy fans, not making fun of you, but I have a friend that's Super Bowl Bell, baby, and that's cool. You know, I have your love for your team, but let's be real here. Let's be real. Let's be real. I, as a realist, I love and I hope they use Alexander Madison more because Dalvin Cook, he's like a prime Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's always good for our fantasy teams, but only for 14 weeks because he's banged up for two of them. It has been the theory for Dalvin Cook for three years in a row now. He's solid, solid, but I think they need to use Madison more to keep him fresh. Just like what they're doing with Zeke and Pollard, I hope they start doing that with Dalvin Cook and Madison. Give Madison that third down back roll. And that's just a Vikings fan thinking of the team, the NFL team, not fantasy teams, anything like that. I mean, as Fantasy, I have zero Dalvin Cook shares. But if I did, you know, I'd kind of be concerned with Alexander Madison. I have Dalvin Cook in our in our big dynasty league. And mm-hmm. I, I, I am a little concerned about Madison. I think as well as he ran last week, you gotta give the kid a few more touches this week going forward, even if Dalvin Cook's on the field. But this is Dalvin Cook's backfield. Yes. So we'll we'll see what happens there if Madison starts moving more towards uh, the spotlight. If yeah. not, I'd be very interested. I, and I think Madison falls into this category of what do you look like on your next team? Yes. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, especially because the running back class 
and the, the rookie class coming in 2022, it's not a really, it's not a lot of good running backs. There's some good ones, but it's not as deep as what we've been seeing with the Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, and all the, those rookie draft classes. So maybe Madison goes somewhere and gets a starting gig, you know, somewhere like the Niners maybe. So Somewhere that could actually uh, keep him on the field for more than one or two yeah. plays at a time. Yeah, my Uncle Brian watched a lot of Boise. And he's dude Madison. He tells me every week, Madison's so good. Madison's so good. So he used to live in Idaho too. So he, he oh, went to see him play a couple times, things like that. But anyways, uh, the Brown side, Nick Chubb, auto start. Auto start. Hunt, auto start wide receiver or running back two this week. I say wide receiver two because with all the wide receiver injuries, we seen Hunt get an uptick in uh, routes ran, receptions last week. He looked like the cream hunt we drafted him to be, you know, not this. Yeah, he looked uh, or anything, but he looked good nice against runs. the Bears. Yeah, he looked good. He went seven, uh, seven targets, six receptions on seventy-four yards. That's, I mean, that's a that's a wide receiver line. He did better than uh, Jamar Chase this week. Yep, and then uh, Odell Beckham Jr. nine targets last week. That's the most any wide receiver has seen for the Browns in a single game this year. So it's good to see that target because I think two, three podcasts ago, I was talking like, man, the highest targeted guy in this game only had four targets. It's good to see Odell get nine. Do you like him as a wide receiver too this week? Uh, I haven't liked Odell Beckham since he left the Jet or the Giants. Ooh, dude, usually people like people more when they leave a crappy team. Uh, he he hasn't proved much for me since then. I I I don't know... He had a decent 2019 campaign. He was solid. 2020, he had the ACL injury, but he didn't do much. This year, uh, he needs to prove it. He needs to prove yep. it until I'm until I'm willing to buy in. He's had too many seasons of talk and not enough showing up on the gridiron. So yep. I need to see him do something out there. And I'm also not I'm not big on Baker Mayfield. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. I think Baker's going to have this low passing volume, high touchdown game. Like three touchdowns, but only throws for like a buck 90. I think it's just going to be one of those efficiency games. If you notice any time that the Browns have a lead, they do not put the ball in Baker's hands. They run. They run, run, run. That is a run first offense. They are built for it. They, I don't know if they don't trust Mayfield or they just want to do what they know works, but... Mm -hmm. As lo- if he as gets much one as or two, good. Good. Oh, I was just saying, as much as we hate it, like Stefanski use is using Baker how he used Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Like, it's, it's, he's he's a younger Kirk Cousins is what we're looking at with less with less passing options. I agree. In one of my leagues, Baker Mayfield went for the uh, the third overall rookie pick, and oh my god, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, chew on that. And this next game doesn't get any better, man. The New York Giants and the New Orleans Saints. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off on this one. What are we doing with the Saints? Are we just starting Camara? Are we treating this like Jets? Like, leave everyone alone except one guy? (laughs) Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. We there's You can maybe get away with starting Jameis Winston. Uh, Camara's the only person that... I think is worthy of a start and he's having a rough, a rough ish start to the, to the season. And, and by rough, I mean, he's not his usual six 
Yeah, his uh, but everybody else, elite yeah. form. I mean, everybody else on this team is just as much as we want Callaway to break out, as much as we want Adam Troutman to break out. It all starts with the quarterback, and not that Winston's a bad quarterback. This kid can launch the ball a mile, but the the inability for the team to actually be a hundred percent confident with their choice. Because you're still having Taysom Hill go in and play quarterback roles. That doesn't look like confidence in your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. It looks like last year, Drew Brees is on the decline. It's obvious. Let's throw Taysom in there to give Drew a breather. It's what it's, what it's still looking like. I don't know if it's just he's that good of a gadget player, but something's not working out, and I'm flirting with, do I cut Callaway? Do I cut Troutman? Do I hold on to them because it's a dynasty league? I don't know. But Kamara is the only person that's worth holding on to. I will drink to that. I will drink to that. Uh, on the Giants side, Daniel Jones, uh, his rushing upside keeps him in you know the lower end quarterback two conversation. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he's back and... With Slayton and Shepard nursing these injuries, I think Parkley's going to see more targets out of the backfield. Uh, with that being said, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, they both get upticks, but both of those guys are wide receivers that I'm not excited about. Galladay's had two opportunities the past two weekends in good matchups, and he hasn't capitalized on them. Like I'm, I'm concerned with Galladay. Kadarius Tony's a rookie that hasn't really popped yet. Um, I think it's just going to be Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley this week is the only guys I'm really – not necessarily excited about, but the only guys you can plug in. I think you're right. I think Barkley's the guy that I'm more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But I'm concerned about well, my concern is Daniel Jones going against this New Orleans uh defense. Yeah. That, when that defense gets hot, that defense gets hot. So if, if Daniel Jones can look to stay ahead of the curve, I think he'll have a good night. But if he, the second he starts falling behind. I think the Saints are just going to crush his soul. Okay, pick one for your super flex. You have your dream fantasy team. You got to start one quarterback, Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones. Ooh, uh, Daniel Jones on principle. 10-4. All right, let's move on to the next best game of the week, the Tennessee Titans at the New York Jets. I I don't think we're going to have A.J. Brown. (laughs) I want to ask you a question. All right, let's that. Long time ago, there was a movie that came out. It was called Ready to Rumble. Did you ever see it? No, I did not. So there was a character in this movie, and his name was Jimmy the King. Okay. And his catchphrase was, I will rule you. And I think Derrick Henry will rule the Jets. Yes. It is going to be violent. It's going to be bad. So are we thinking 200 yards by halftime or maybe? I I think well over 100 before halftime. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, either way, like he's typically a so slow starter too. So, I mean, there's times where I see Derrick Henry only have like 10 carries for 30 yards in, at halftime. I'm like, yep, that's the Derrick Henry we were all expecting. I've, I haven't been a Derrick Henry truther. You know, I've I've always kind of knocked him for his receiving work. And that's why I never invested that first round pick in him just because he didn't catch passes, you know. But this year you know he's man? starting to catch passes. He is starting to catch passes with no oh, A.J. Sneaky. Brown or Julio Jones. Both of those guys are nursing injuries. Hey, Derrick Henry is going to roll. He's King Henry. That's He's all there is King to Henry. it. 
I don't last week he goes three for three. Last yep. week he went three for three, 31 yep. yards. The week before that, six for six, 55 yards. If Derrick Henry becomes a true pass catching back this year, he is going to be far and away the best running back in fantasy. Yeah. I don't have the statuses of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. I know I was saying no, none they of them. They are both out. They are both confirmed. Okay. okay. So Nick Westbrook, Ikena, is the next man up. Are you interested rostering him or just let him play this weekend and I'll take my chances on the waiver waiver wire? I, I got to be honest with you. Before I saw that A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were out, I've never heard of Nick Westbrook. Oh, great. Okay, uh, sweet. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, he's just I, a guy I thought this was gonna He's be... not a league saver. He's not a league right. saver. I thought this was going to be the week that Josh Reynolds, uh, he would rejoin the group. He's having a... interesting, too. You're right. If there's anybody that's – somebody's going to pop. Somebody's going to have that really good receiving week against uh, – the Jets because the Jets have rookie corners. Yeah, it's pretty bad. They're garbage on on defense. Zach Wilson will be playing from behind harshly. So Ryan Tannehill's going to be throwing that ball somewhere. It, who he throws it to, I don't. Your your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, it's going to be one of those that helps nobody touchdown. That that's what we call it. We have this bar set up in my dad's backyard. Mike, you've seen it before. Yep. But um, we sit back there, and every time there's a touchdown thrown to this random tight end or a random fullback, me, my dad, my brother, we're always like, "Yep, that is a that helps nobody touchdown." Yep. I, I think I I put the lettering in there to, you know, break it down, but I forget what I was it. T H N. I don't remember what it was, but anyways, it's a that helps nobody touchdown is what we're going to see from the Titans this week. Uh, same thing from the Jets. I don't want nothing to do with the Jets. I'm sorry, Marty Keaton. I don't know if you listen to me, but I know you're a big time Jets fan, but I can't start any of your guys in my fantasy leagues. The only guy I'm probably rostering is Michael Carter. He's been in on 40% of the snaps, the running back, but he's more of a bi-week desperation filler, and hopefully he gets a bigger role second half of the season and so he's there, only going to be good for pass catching right is there any faith for a Corey davis bounce back this week you know what as much as i want to no he had a bad drop that almost led to an interception last week or maybe it did i didn't watch the jets it was i don't watch the jets i'm sorry but it's i'm just <laughs> no 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 i'm good so i take it then you're out on zach wilson this week Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yes. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. This game, finally, we get a good game to talk about, man. These past couple games were just, oh. Hey, we got Ooh. two teams that are one and two in the league right now, battling it out for their second win. Who would have ever thought you'd have said that about the Chiefs? No kidding, man. No kidding. Baltimore got them. And who was the other team? Oakland. Oakland got them. So me and you are both owners of Clyde in, in a dynasty league. Uh, Actually, no, it was the Chargers that got them. Oh, it was Chargers. Okay. So, um, yeah, me and you both own Clyde. Uh, after two fumbles, man, he had his best game of the season, you know. Uh, he played against the Chargers, who do give up a lot to the run. The good thing is the Eagles play a similar defense. Uh, we seen Zeke and Pollard go nuts last week. 
Do you think CEH gets his this week? I really want him to. I want Clyde Edwards Lair to have a season because I paid way too much for him in one league. Yep. So, I mean, at the time before the season started, I was really banking on him having this great bounce back season. We had this conversation. I, if, if Clyde Edwards Alaire gets into the passing game just a little bit, this kid explodes. Unfortunately, yeah. the way that the uh, Chiefs are playing, the way that offense is ran, it, it just doesn't look like that's going to be a thing. Right. So I think if he really, if he really puts in the between the tackles kind of work, he could have a great week. But that's not the game script that the the Chiefs are going to have. They're going to air out that ball. He's going to get your second and four, third and two kind of deals. There's a lot of concern on my end. I don't know about the rest of the rest of players out there, but I have a lot of concern on Clyde Edwards Alaire. But I'm going to have to ride that out and see what happens. Yep. Uh, Mahomes auto start. Kelsey's an auto start. Tyreek Hill's an auto start. Uh, the, the whole Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, Josh Gordon, uh, who's the other pass catching guy they have? Or, anyways, there's another option. I don't want anything to do with those guys in redraft leagues. Um, nope. Yeah, don't worry about those guys. On the Eagles side, sorry, we got to kind of move this along a little bit. We got six games to talk about still, and you yeah. have a tattoo appointment today. So, I do. Yes, you do. We got to get you to that. So let's try and bust these out in the next 30 minutes. So uh, the Eagle side, Jalen Hurts, he was kind of more of that garbage time last week. So he, he won my wife a league on that last touchdown to end the game. So Ugh. she literally won by like two points. So you love you love to see it. Yes. And it was cool because she always she understands that we love football. But when you get your wife to jump off the bed when <laughs> Jalen Hurts throws that touchdown with excitement. Like that's when you finally know that she understands you. <laughs> you've, turned, you've, you've turned her to the dirt. Yes. She, she doesn't, she won't tell you that she loves football, but she will watch football and she likes it. So yeah. anyways, yeah. Jalen Hurts had a good week last week. Uh, same game plan. They're going to have to be playing catch up with Kansas city. Miles Sanders, look for a bounce back. I'm not panicking on Jeffries. Uh, Devonta Smith, I like in this matchup. He, when Remember when I was talking about air yards with Emmanuel Sanders? Devonta yep. Smith falls in that same conversation. Look for him to pop this week. Dallas Goddard, uh, shallow tight end pool. You're going to start him in a playing catch up. Same thing with Jalen Rager. I like him as a wide receiver four in deeper leagues. Uh, is there anything that pops out to you on this? The only thing that I'm concerned about is the Kansas City Chiefs secondary uh, against mm-hmm. this Philadelphia offense. I think Philadelphia can really struggle. Uh, struggle. Uh, there's some guys on that Kansas City offense that could really shut them down and really mess them up. Uh, you got Matthew on Kansas City, right? Tyrone Matthew. Am I having a moment here? Am I having a stroke? Tyron, Tyron Matthew. He's 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 a good defensive guy, so I'm concerned about Philadelphia as mm-hmm. far as their offense goes. But I think 
if there's anybody that's going to have a good week, it's going to be Devonta Smith. Dallas Goddard, just like you said, solid tight end. Yep. All righty, let's move on. This game I'm excited for, too. This one's definitely going to be on my iPad. Uh, Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the backfield for the Niners is beat up. Do we like all the pass catchers for the Seahawks this week? Tyler Lockett's nursing that injury, but uh, do we like these guys this week? Uh, DK Metcalf is an actual monster. <laughs> yes, he, he is. is. Uh, he's literally a monster. I think Russell will find somebody. He'll find a blue jersey down the field. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, with the secondary being banged up, uh, uh, Russ is going to be able to move the ball downfield, and I expect some scoring opportunities for Chris Carson. So I think it's going to be a touchdown week and a volume week. Carson's always good for like 60, 80 yards, and he's always their goal line back. Like every time I play against Chris Carson, he's always like, yep, I'm playing Derek this week. I'm going to score two touchdowns. Right. And yeah. So anyways, uh, Lockett, I know he's nursing that in. Usually when he nurses the injury, like you said, DK, DK Metcalf is a monster, and he does take advantage of situations where Lockett is nursed up. So yes, uh, look for DK. If you do DFS, I think uh, DK Metcalf is locked this week for your DFS. Absolutely. So on the other uh, side of the ball, Niners, go ahead. What on the other side of the ball? How are you feeling about this, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel? What do you do? Uh, Debo Samuel is an auto start wide receiver three. He's been doing it all year. Brandon Ayuk, he's out of the doghouse and he played in 80% of the snaps last week. So I'm going to stay in the fire on that and start him as a wide receiver three. Start George Kittle, he's an auto start too. George Kittle is a little banged up this week though. So keep an eye on that question. Yes, I did calf. write that on my notes. If he plays, start him. <laughs> if, if he's active, he's he's in your roster. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, as yeah, far as the running back situation for the 49ers, are you throwing a dart at a picture on the wall and seeing what comes up? Nope. Uh, Trey Sermon didn't look good last week. Elijah he Mitchell, he's nursing bad. an injury. It's uh, he's it's more of a pain tolerance thing. I don't want it. Even if it is, like, you know they're going to use someone else. I mean, I Kyle, the use the check. Situation. Use check, yes. I know the week Elijah Mitchell went off, I think he only played in 40, 50% of the snaps, but maybe less than that. But Juszczyk was in on the rest of them. So yep. he, he's someone that you're right. You're right. And then with Jimmy Garoppolo, I have some concerns with Garoppolo. What about you? I don't even know what to think. I keep waiting for him to just hand it over to Trey Lance, hand it over to Trey Lance. And I'm a big investor in Trey Lance and Dynasty. So Mint, I can't give you an honest opinion about Jimmy Garoppolo because I'm waiting for his demise. Is he is he serviceable in the meantime? Is he if in this in this week against Seattle? If they're going to be putting up points and Trey Lance stays off the goal line and takes touchdowns away or, or potential passing touchdowns away, uh, I like Jimmy G this week. But with Trey Lance there, using him kind of how the Saints use uh, Taysom Hill, and this role is going to grow too. Yeah, I'm concerned Absolutely. about Jimmy G, but just in this matchup individually, super flex leagues, he's a desperation quarterback too. I agree. He's, yeah, he's a Teddy Bridgewater area. The only problem is Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have a Trey Lance behind him. That's true. That's true. So Arizona Cardinals and the Rams. Another Kyler Murray auto star. 
this is the same dude we have all four teams in the division done after we talk about this game yeah <laughs> rams niners cardinals and see she chickens so I, th- uh, I think this game has the potential to be one of the best games of the week you got two three and oh teams one team with a hot offense one team with a hot offense and a good defense uh but both of these teams are good all the way around. Yep. Yes, sir. All righty. I know everyone heard my rant on Christian Kirk. Um, <laughs> I have an apology letter. <laughs> I didn't write anything down. This is kind of off the top of my head. But dear Christian, I'm sorry I said you were bad at football. I still think you're going to be inconsistent in football, but you are going to have games where you do decent for us. My whole deal for not liking you is because you were too streaky. I went back and looked at all your games and a lot of your games come in blowout games. There's one year you only had six touchdowns and you were heavily targeted. Like you didn't do anything with them. You know, um, last year you only had two games over 20 points. So I'm sorry. I didn't like you. I mean, if you go look at the numbers, I mean, there was reason to not like you and you were drafted by another coaching staff. And then they, you know, got a new coaching staff coming in with, man, I'm bad with coaches today. But anyways, uh, new coaching staff, they drafted a wide receiver. They brought in another wide receiver. It wasn't looking good for you, you know, but Kyler's on a hot start and he's your friend. I forgot you guys were buddies and partying in college together. So you know what, Christian? I am sorry. You're a wide receiver four moving forward in this up-tempo offense. It's just hard to it's just hard to fall, you know, fall for this because Hopkins is nursing this rib injury. Um, yep. I think his production is going to return back to normal. So um the protection with AJ Green, it's kind of come at the helm of the Hopkins injury. Yep. But I will come out and say, Christian, I like you as the number two passing option on this team with the with the Cardinals. Uh, Rondell Moore, he's fourth in the team on targets. And you know what? I need to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, but I'm still I, I not going to roster gonna, you. Not unless it's not unless you're desperate, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yep. I think uh, this will be an interesting game. Uh, are we looking to see All right, what, what are you looking to see in this game? Stafford throw for 350 plus. Uh, I don't care about the running backs with the Rams. This is Stafford's team. Uh, Cooper Cup's going to go nuts. I'm not worried about Robert Woods. He has a 20% target rate. He's a wide receiver three this week in a game where they're going to be airing it out. Um, I've heard concerns about Kyler Murray though in this in the start. Uh, the Rams the Rams defense is no joke, and there's a couple times where Kyler just throws a yellow ball. You could Absolutely. see a couple turnovers. But you still start them, quarterback one. You have to. You have to. Uh, I think running the ball is going to be a little bit nerve-wracking if you own Kyler Murray because that that front seven for the Rams is brutal, led by the monster Aaron Donald. Uh, Are you looking at any of the running backs for uh, Arizona? Chase Edmonds, James Conner, both of them are having pretty decent RB3-level uh, yeah, there are auto start games. flexes. I mean, if when you drafted them, if you went running back heavy, they were probably your third running back. Some people have them as their, their second and went wide receiver heavy. Mm. So, I mean, I like them as running back twos. They don't get me excited, but they're solid. 
They're serviceable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like that running back situation better than the Rams. Right. Sony Michelle, he looked good against the Tampa Bay defense, but at the end of the day, this is a running back. Uh, Chase Edmonds at least has a role. Absolutely. Yeah. And as far as tight ends go, uh, Tyler Higbee had a great game last week. Yep. What are we? Uh, what are we thinking? What are we thinking on him this week? Does he have a role? I'm calling he... on Stafford. I'm calling on Stafford for for, for throwing three fifty. Uh, All right. It's a pass catcher, and Stafford hits his tight ends quite a bit. I'm streaming yeah. Higbee this week in a matchup. So we start them while they're hot. I love it. And fire, baby. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, we should see we should see some good games coming then. Yes. Absolutely. An, on the next game, we got Baltimore and Denver and another matchup of three and O teams. Oh, the Broncos for real though. They're played I guess their opponents is 0 and 9. Yeah, but I mean that, that defense is yeah, having a good time. That's true. That's true. Teddy Bridgewater, I do think, is playing a little bit of his pay grade, uh, especially last week. He, he, he didn't have a great week against. the. So I think this is definitely a team of defense. Uh, who are you starting on the, on the Denver side of the ball? I like Portland Sentin as a wide receiver too this week, obviously, because the bench time boys, but we all know this. Portland we all know that the guy I want to talk about is Tim Patrick. Cajun Hamlin's out for the rest of the season. He's kind of more that deep threat guy. And I told you guys, I think it was after week one, after the Jerry, was it week one or week two, Judy went down. Anyways, I told you guys to pick up Patrick because he's just that guy that's always consistent. He had 90, 90 something yards last week. Tim Patrick's a wide receiver three going forward until Judy comes back. Uh, the running backs, it's just a 50 50 time split. Javonta Williams gets a lot of his carries when it's garbage time and they're leading. So the fact that they're playing the Ravens, I don't see this Javonta Williams, Melvin Gordon thing working out this week. I, I'm treating both of them as high-end flexes, low-end running back twos. Uh, same thing with Teddy Bridgewater. He's a lower-end quarterback two this week in super flex leagues. I think the Ravens run the ball, and this is going to be a, just a defensive game. So I'm not expecting a lot from here. I agree. Uh, there are some good names out there, but I don't, I don't think there's much to be excited for. Yep. Even, even no Cortland Sutton. Like, go ahead. Cortland Sutton's obviously your guy to start. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon's going to be the one you choose to start. I don't think this is a game for Bridgewater. Mm-mm. And Noah Fant, what are you thinking about Noah Fant? Uh, he, uh, Hawkinson got locked up by Baltimore last week. So, I mean, if their linebackers are that good to keep Hawkinson – you know, in check, I don't see Noah Fant having a big game either. I mean, you got to start him because of the tight end pool. But Absolutely. if you have another option, uh, hit hit me or Mike up, and or even Casey too, and you know, we'll we'll give you a start sit. You know, so uh, Ravens side, Raven side, Lamar Jackson. You Otto's starting power. in this backfield? That's what. <laughs> 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 oh, there's mud on my computer when I wrote running back situation. <laughs> Let me wipe uh, that are, off. Are you leaving? If you had to choose a running back, would Latavius you just leave Murray. it blank? <laughs> Latavius Murray. He's to me like Tyson Williams. He's the rookie. He has most upside. He looks fresher. 
but he just had that fumble last week in the end zone and i was just like ah, i'm all right like i've already expressed how i don't really care for the race. running back situation but if i had uh, to choose it's latavius murray he seems like the goal line back he's that thumper yeah, this dude, backfield so. is a mess this it backfield's is it's an bad. absolute mess it's bad i i do hold uh tyson williams and latavius murray in the blood sweat and beers league I'm not happy about it, but running starting running backs are hard to come by. Yes. So it still makes me sad. Yep. Uh, Mark, it's... Mark, <laughs> Hollywood Brown. What do you, oh. that kid, he could have had a monster week. Oh. Three drops, three that potential bro. touchdowns oh. dropped. Bombs, absolute bombs. Yep. Hit the ground. Dude. I, I don't know. I was never a Hollywood guy. Uh, the Ravens run too much. I'm not a fan of the guy that finishes his day two for 100 and a touchdown. It's I like seeing targets. I like seeing receptions. That's where I draft my receivers. And with that being said, Rashad Bateman is coming off of IR this week. Um, he's probably not going to play a lot, a lot. He could be on a snap count. He is a rookie, so temper expectations he like i said he had been out so his familiarity right. with the playbook it, it he's a wait and see but there's people who i trust in the fantasy industry and they compare bateman's game to keenan allen and that's what lamar jackson needs he needs one of these guys that just that short area mid area just go up and get the ball a premier route runner and that's what rashad bateman is he was there's a, a lot of hype player. around this kid yeah yeah there is a lot like there's analysts that had Bateman as the number one wide receiver overall before, you know, this, uh, before the college season last year, you know, Bateman got hurt or he held out with COVID and that affected his uh, draft stock. But anyways, uh, yeah, Bateman's a stud. If he's available in your waiver wires, he's worth a flyer to go pick up. Absolutely. Yeah. If there's anything to talk about on the Ravens, we know who they are as an identity, but if there's anyone to get ahead of the game on, it's Bateman. Like, go pick him up now. Beat the waiver wire. There was there's a, a dynasty league, my longest running dynasty league. Uh, I picked him up in the third round of that rookie draft. Wow! And I am very excited. Wow! The third a rookie. Dude, I had to pay the one eleven for him. You're oh my god. Yeah, I, I I had a really good rookie draft in this league. Just waiting for some obviously. To pay off. Yeah, it was. I walked away with uh, a quarterback, Zach Wilson, who uh, hopefully that turns around. It will. Uh, it will. It will. But I also picked up Jamar Chase, uh, Elijah Moore, who is <sighs> oh Jamar Elijah Chase is having. <laughs> Elijah Moore is going to be a stud. He yes. is having a rookie season on the Jets, but he will turn into a stud. And in the third round, I walked off with Rashad Bateman. So after that, I was happy. And hopefully, uh, if Rashad Just Bateman the is the guy, right, if he's the guy that hits, I'm very excited. Yep. All right. Well, let's move to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we're going to get roll through the Packer, Packers real quick. Aaron Rodgers, auto start. Devontae Sorry. Adams, auto Sorry. start. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, he's a lower end running back one this week. The Steelers defense is nice, but if the Packers get out in front, you know they're going to run the ball with Jones. Um, A.J. Dillon hasn't seen a game over 20 yards. 
Aaron Jones, this is Aaron Jones's backfield. Like Absolutely. it's been a plus with Williams leaving for him. He's, he's an auto start with confidence, but just temper expectations. The Steelers D is pretty nice. Right. Especially right. if they have TJ Watt back. Yep. Uh, do we care about anybody else on the Packers or no? Uh, you might see a little bit of Alan Lazard out there, a little bit of Randall Cobb. Uh, yeah, they did call for Cobb to get involved more. Right. Uh, you love him a Tunyon. It's Robert Tunyon. I think he's a tight end that you, you like to look out for. He's he's a sneaky start. Aaron Rodgers loves him some Robert Tunyon. Yeah, he does. He does. He's always that red zone guy for him. If it's Absolutely. not Adams, it seems like it's Tunyon. So uh, the Steelers side, Roethlisberger, man, he's been a fade for me the past couple of years, and it looks like his arm's ready to fall off. It looks uh, like the, he's ready to fall off. Uh, yes. Uh, other than Najee Harris getting 19 targets last 19 week. 19 targets, man. Ugh. Is there any of these wide receivers that you're taking a jab on as a wide receiver three this week? Because none of these guys have wide receiver two or anything. Yet. Uh, Deontay Johnson. I like Deontay I Johnson. Agree. This kid gets, when he's on the field, he gets targets. He Yes, lies. he does. In his game against Las Vegas, he got 12 targets, caught nine of them. Uh, against Buffalo, he had 10 targets, only caught five of them, but that's a it's a really, really tough uh, Buffalo defense. Going against Green Bay, this is another good defense. Not a great defense, but a good one. I think Johnson is the guy to look for. And you might be able to get away with a Chase Claypool because he did get 15 targets last week, walked off with nine of them. So after that, there's nobody on this team that I'm looking at. Yeah, maybe if that helps nobody touch down the Pat Fryermuth, but I think that's about it. Pat Fryermuth is a dynasty league stash for me. Yes, he is a stash. That is real. All right, the Sunday night game, the game everybody's been had on their calendar since their schedule got released. Tom Brady returns to New England. What are we thinking about so, Brady this week, Mike? So a fun statistic about Brady is that if he can go to New England, walk into Gillette Stadium, and win, he will be the only quarterback to ever beat all 32 NFL teams. And I think really? he's going to do it. Yeah. Dude. I think, I he think he's going to do it. I don't it. think Mac Jones can keep up. I don't think Mac Jones I, is going to keep up. I, I, I don't think so either. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side of the ball, who are you most excited to see? Everybody except the running backs. I don't want nothing to do with the running backs. Uh, it's bad. Tom Brady is the lead running back on the goal line. So, oh and they've made five. I think there's six plays that's been ran inside the five. Brady has all passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Like none of it has been to the running backs. So, Ooh. yeah, fade the running backs, trade them if you can. I hate the running backs more than I hate Christian Kirk. Like, oh it's gotten gosh. there. So, I don't hate Christian Kirk anymore. I still dislike him, and I won't roster him. But, anyways, um, Godwin, auto start wide receiver, too. Mike Evans, he has those gains where he tends to get two catches, but, damn it, he's always good for a touchdown. Like, he's been hot, too. The past two games, Mike Evans has been on. you got to stay in the fire yep. there. Antonio Brown returns this game, but still, revenge game. Gronkowski. If he plays, I know he was downgraded, and I don't know if he was questionable he's, or he missed practice. He's currently listed as doubtful for week four. Oh, okay. Well, shit, that's even better for Evans because if Gronk's yep. gone, that's more red zone targets for Evans. So if, if Gronk if, doesn't play, fire up Evans as a wide receiver one. 
if Gronk is on the field, I think Tom Brady will make a point. I think yep. Gronkowski will do this. I just got the update right now. Rob Gronkowski officially out week four against the Pats. I just got it on my phone. So we are officially coming at you with a hot breaking news. Mike Evans is your best red zone threat against New England. Yep. I I, I like Evans this week. Now that Gronk's out, yep. And Evans may not have the volume game. He may have that two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. I think he did like, like two or three times over the yep. past two years. So... I'm a little uh, sad that Gronkowski's out because I I think that would have been the ultimate Tom Brady just dumping two or three touchdowns off to Gronkowski. Kind of that. Hey, hey, Belichick, remember this? <laughs> so far away Sunday, remember? <laughs> On the New England side of the ball, is there anybody that you're interested in? Um, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson. I know James White's out. They've been using Brandon Bolden on passing downs to protect the quarterback. Like you're going to start Harris, but you know you know what you're getting. You're going to get 80 yards, maybe even 60. His his touches have gone down, so that's why I've tossed in Ramondre Stevenson in this conversation. But ultimately, these guys are running back threes until otherwise. Especially in the game, they're playing against the Tampa Bay defense, so that's not good, and they're going to be trailing most likely. Yep. So Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, I think those guys could get some volume. The guy that I want to look into is Nikhil Harry. Uh, similar to Rashad Bateman, uh, he's coming off the IR. Uh, he hasn't played since week two of the preseason. But the only reason why I bring him up is because him and Mac Jones were connecting early in preseason in training camp. So um, these receivers have yet to pop. Uh, Nikhil Harry is a former first round pick. I'm not betting my life on him. I'm not telling you to go pick him up, but he's just someone just, just keep your eye on him, you know? And I've uh, always been on the Jacoby Myers train. I've never mm -hmm. liked Nikhil Harry in that offense. Something never felt right. And when he came out earlier this season, demanding that trade, uh, sir, you are a second year (laughs) rookie. Uh, You need to shut up. Yep. Yep, and play football. So I think this is uh, – I think Jacoby Myers is the main guy uh, on the wide receiving core, but I'm not starting him. Don't say that around my dad. He's like the biggest Nelson Aguilar truther. He uh, loves that guy. He loves that guy. That's so, he's, he's, he's good at football, but uh, not yeah, this week. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. My dad has his little love for some players, so everyone gets those, I guess. Everyone so, gets All them. right. Yeah, Las Vegas it. versus LA Chargers. Oof. What a matchup to be looking at. Yep. Both teams are solid. Divisional matchup, primetime game, Monday night. What are we doing with the running backs with the Raiders? Josh Jacobs is returned to practice. Peyton Barber had a great game. And Kenny Drake looks like the passing down Naheem Hines kind of guy with the Raiders. Are we expecting a running back by committee or is this this Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake show? Uh, I'm actually going to deviate away from both of those options. And I'm going to list my concern that Peyton Barber inserts himself further into this offense. Gruden, for whatever reason, is super jazzed about Peyton Barber. And they paid him a lot of money to show up to this team. And I don't understand it. Wow. 
Yeah. And I think I think it has something to do with this uh, Tampa Bay B- uh, Buccaneer uh, shared history. But Peyton Barber is encroaching on this running back pool, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Ooh, yeah. Derek Carr's been playing lights out. Lights uh, out. Henry Ruggs has been impressive. And again, this is that air yard stat. He's among the league leaders in air yards, and it's hitting in a game against the Chargers where this will be a shootout. Henry Is Henry Ruggs going to get his? Because it's obvious that he is getting his because Darren Waller's taking a hit on his volume. But Ruggs, he man. Is. Ruggs. So right now he's listed on Sleeper as having, uh, in his first game, he had 23 yards per catch on two catches. Uh, <laughs> second game, he had 22.6 yards per catch on five. And last week he had 19 and a half yards per catch on four. Uh he is what appears to be the epitome of broken coverage. And if he can keep making it happen, this kid's going to be a monster. Yep. He's their version of Tyreek Hill, man. He's yeah, going absolutely. up. He's, he's going up and making these contested catches too. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I, I love Brian Edwards, but it's taken a little while to get, get a hold of this offense. Maybe that foot injury, you know, held them back a little bit, but what I've seen so far is, and I've said it before, Brian Edwards is the wide receiver to have on this team. He has uh, uh, traits, but right now it's Henry Ruggs is the wide receiver one on this team. Absolutely. Darren Waller, he's an auto start. He's Sorry, good at football. <laughs> yes, he's very good at football. You know, I know his volume hasn't been there, but it's been just because Henry Ruggs has been going off. So yep. as long as Carr has both of these options, we should be excited moving forward. We should. And I think... Yep. I think when I get to go to the football game in November, they're going to have a good time. Also flexing that I'm going to see the Raiders play Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, That's wow. going to be a great game. Wow. I am sad, though, that my first NFL game is not even to go see my own team. I've only – well, I've only been the one NFL game, and that was the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. And I believe that was the game Sean Alexander tied the NFL record for uh, rushing touchdowns. Either that or it was the one before it. I don't, dude, I was young and didn't give a shit about football. (laughs) You know, I I just knew like I was part of fantasy drafts and stuff, but I was only good for like the first three rounds and then I let my dad take over. So, right, right. Yeah. And I was pissed if he wasn't drafting Brett Favre after that because that's all I knew. So, all you needed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on the the Charger side of the ball, who are you most excited about? Mike Williams, baby. I got him Mike so late Williams. in your yours in uh, Ray's Dynasty League, man. He saw nine targets last week, and that was his lowest target total of the year. This man right. has been on a tear. He's been so consistent. Joe Lombardi loves using this guy in this Michael Thomas role. They called it out before the season started. They said Mike Williams will play in this Mike Thomas role, and that is exactly what they're doing. Lombardi's running this offense how it was with the Saints, except – He's doing it better. He's he's uh, getting Keenan Allen involved. Keenan Allen's an auto start. He's getting targets in 100 yards every week. We just talked about Mike Williams getting involved. Austin Eckler's getting involved receiving the ball. Justin Herbert's playing with his hair on fire, as Joe Dolan says. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. this whole offense is legit. There's four guys that are auto starts. That's Herbert, Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. After that, and you know, they the are looking ends, good. They're looking great, man. 
Mike Williams is the only reason why I'm doing good in that dynasty league. Yeah, Mike Williams is finally getting his. Uh, yep. Last season, he had some injuries. He he wasn't doing great. This season, he's coming in, and he's getting it done. And I think Mike Williams being so good is also attributed to Keenan Allen doing so well on the field. Yep. You got two guys out here that are just lighting it up, and they are having a great time. Yep. I agree, man. Yeah, this 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 Monday night game I'm excited for. I'm kind of sad I'm on call for that, that, that game. but All of these, uh, every single primetime game has been great, and whoever set them up, I hope they get a corner office. Yep. Well, that wraps up this marathon, but before you go, if you can pick your number one overall quarterback, running back, and receiver this week, who are they? You don't have to give a reason why, just – who are the three number one at each position you're excited about? Uh, Josh Allen, Buffalo going against uh, Houston. That is mm-hmm. my number one quarterback far and away. My number one running back, Derek Henry, Henry to rule the Jets. I have a, I have a season long bet on Derek Henry and it's not looking good. And my number one wide receiver this week. That's that's a tough call to make. It might be Stefan Diggs. You're gonna take him in the blow up. I I think I think he needs it. I think I want it. I have him as a stack in one of my dynasty leagues. I have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Oh yes, you gotta call for so, that. Oh, if the both of them could just have a good old, you know, 30-point game, I'd be happy. Yep. I'm going to call Matthew Stafford as my quarterback one. I'm going to follow uh, follow you as well with the King Henry as running back one. I'm going to call DK Metcalf the wide receiver one this week. Ooh. So uh, tight cool. ends – tight ends it's only one of three options so i won't i won't ask you that so uh, <laughs> well you anyways, gotta, you gotta uh, one and three shot <laughs> yep well shoot man you got a tattoo point appointment to get to in about 30 minutes are you getting the milkman sports deal on you or what oh you know i'm gonna put it right on my butt cheek baby oh hell yeah <laughs> that way when i'm getting right. railed in all my fantasy leagues they can know who i listen to the most <laughs> right on man well, stay safe out there. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm sure we're going to have you on more. Um, we want to get a third person involved, maybe a fourth person involved as well, and try and start pumping out more um, content out to everybody. But for the most part, Mike, thanks for joining me on this Saturday morning. And um, yeah, thanks go get tatted up, man. Bench, buddy. Huh? Take, thanks for having me come off the bench. Oh, yeah, for sure. You were the best flex play of the week. Hey, got to have something going. Right on, guys. Drink your milk.